0: back, show number six, John Shedd. Yes. Three words. Love, sex and death. What's the connection? Cream crackers and cheese. Have you been hurt in love, John? I have We've yeah. been hurt in love. Five weeks ago. Five weeks ago. Me and you we've travelled around the world, eh, haven't we? Yes, we have. We've seen the best and worst of it. We have. We've been to all four corners. Yeah. We've been international espionage agents. Yeah. And we've had romances. That's very true. Yeah. We've had encounters with women, ships in the night. Yes. Some were Russian. Yes. Some were East German. Mm-hmm. Some were Japanese. Yes. Some were Malaysian. Yeah. Very classy women, weren't they, John? They were very classy. And as we look back over those years, what do we think? Well, if there's one thing I've learned
1: from all of that. There's nothing like a good night's kip. Ah. <sighs>
2: Bad, bad, this, bad, bad this.
3: Right about now, thing
4: that's a
1: Mark? What? Mark? What? Mark? Where's where, where's Brian's guinea pig? I don't know. Where, 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 Brian, where's your guinea pig? Um, it's
0: dead, mate.
5: What? Yeah, it's dead.
0: Another one? Dead? Yeah. How many is it going to take before this, this murder stops, Brian? Twelve. Twelve?
6: Bastard. Bastard! Bastard! Sorry, mate.
0: What was the last one called? Don't remember. You don't even give them names anymore. They're just numbers now, like... like... Seven. Oh. What was the last one called? 12.
1: Yep. <laughs> 12 is dead. <laughs> 11 is
0: dead. Let's go out and buy 12 now.
7: I'm ready for 13.
0: Ah, that's the unlucky number. Number 13 is going to get you first, pal.
7: No, no, we're going to keep this one for a long time. You don't even eat them, do you? We were just working our way up to 13. Right? Do you eat them, Brian? Um, you the kebab be- them. Not religiously, no.
1: What's the best way of cooking a that? How, no. how, do, how do you
7: dispose of it? Well, you flay them and, you know, do that sort of thing. You whip your guinea pigs. You sick,
1: fuck.
7: Fuck. no mate. Flay, them. You know,
1: cut them open. Brian, you, no, seriously, Brian, you are. Oh, look, this isn't nice, mate. But listen, let's play, play another song because this is wrong. Get another track on. For
0: yeah. Christ's sake. Sorry. Sorry. Guys. Mr. Stevens? You murdered him, didn't you? Have you murdered Mr. Stevens? Have you been a naughty shed again?
7: Bob Steel. Bobby, Bobby Steel. Now Bob Steel had some blood on his face.
1: I did not murder Mr Stevens. Stop going on about this. You're always giving me a hard time. You're the one that made the song about this, the murder of Mr Stevens, and it's like I killed him. He's a man he's a person who's made up in your own head. I mean I John, did... let me speak. Go let on. me
0: speak. What? Calm down. Yeah. See, I've I've guided you, haven't I? I've guided you through through life. But you you do bad things and then you tell lies about them. That's but that's why you ended up in the institution, isn't it? Yeah. And we got you out of there. Yeah. And we don't want you to go back, do we? No. Because we love you. Yeah. So if you can curb your urges, yeah. you, you've got so much talent, you could be a media personality, and that's what we want you to be, but you must keep your pecker in your pants, mustn't you? You must stop these urges. I suppose so, yeah. So we're agreed. But uh, I didn't kill Mr. Stevens. It, I, okay, let's pretend you didn't.
1: I didn't. Not pretend. I didn't. Oh, all right, right,
0: right, right. Okay. Let's even say you didn't. It's a song and you made up. Can we just give it five more years of you doing your best? What's that? What's my best? What is that? What's my best? Being a talented individual. Oh God. And talking to the people mm-hmm. and guiding the children of this world like I guided you. Fucking Aradmal, you can be
1: such a prick sometimes. <laughs> I tell you what, you fucking dictator of the fucking show shut up because we've just got another very special guest and let's hear it for the very special who's just walked through the door, the very special, the one and only, the fabulous Rita! How are you? I'm
8: very well,
6: thank
1: you. Oh, fantastic.
6: (laughs) uh, Tell us something about something. Um... You're looking fantabulous you tonight. You no, no. thank you. Have you dyed your hair? No, I haven't, I just washed it. You just washed your yeah. hair? Yeah, it's just a bit cleaner than it usually is. It's just a yeah. It's very you. nice, actually. Oh, thank you very much. you had heard nice Thanks very much, I just had it cut today. Yeah, it really shapes the size, you know, it's, it's the size of your head, the shape of your head. I mean, it uh, makes your head uh, very bullet-like. Oh! Uh, uh, very bullety. Yeah. Do I look bullety. like Steve
0: McQueen, then? The no. Tell you hair. something, uh, no, my no. wife <laughs> could have done that for you for one pound, or even zero. Just yeah, but that's because your wife lives in Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> Just shut up for a second.
1: Listen, get your hand off, get your hand away from the crotch because this is not the time for you to be drunk, it on like a prick. Listen, we've got a special guest here, Rita. It's lovely to see Rita. Rita, tell us something amazing. Um, tell us something that happened to you today.
6: Rita, us- I've got it. Two words cock death discuss um, yes I can uh, story um, somebody that like I knew years ago um, whose name at the moment I can't actually remember picked a guy up in a club and he thought gee that guy's pretty young you know anyway he went back to his house with him and then he woke up and the kid hit him over the head with um, a bottle and then tried to saw him in half with a small saw whilst he was lying on the sofa and it turned out that the kid was only 12 years old and is he still around now? I think he's in jail, or he's in Broadmoor or something.
0: He's in a psychiatric hospital. That is the most ridiculous right. well, thing <laughs> I've ever listen, heard. Listen, I'm sure that I don't sound very hackneyed or clichéd here when I say, kids today,
4: eh? <laughs>
3: But enjoy, so let's all grab, and let's all enjoy, it's a king. They'll understand you.
0: Would you say you're a young man about town? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you wear sharp suits, you take taxis, you go to restaurants. You live the life in London, don't you? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is it good? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's good? Yeah, that's right. Do you meet chicks? Yeah, yeah. every have been out again, yeah. Do you make love to them? I have been, in the past, yeah. Do they call you afterwards? Uh, t- usually text me, yeah. <laughs> Do they want you afterwards? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Do they think you're a bit... A bit, bit wild, a bit naughty, a bit whoa, a bit way, a bit. Woo. Um, yeah, usually, yeah. Uh. I do, yeah. And you're a successful young man, aren't you? Well, in your eyes, yeah. Okay,
6: Pete. Rita hey. says, "Are you a successful young woman about town?" Um, uh, yeah, I, I am, but I'm sort of having a bit of a holiday from the sexy squishy stuff. That okay, but um,
0: Fair you point. meet you meet important people who want to give you money and shower you with money and take you out and wine and dine you. Does um, that happen?
6: And the mostly, I'd mostly meet Turkish blokes who don't want to fuck me up the arse and kill me at the moment. Right, so, so
0: you're a young woman about town getting fucked up the arse <laughs> by Turkish blokes. Yeah, basically. Well, isn't it such a varied world?
5: In every job that must be done, there is an element of fun. You find the fun and snap! The job's a game! Every task you undertake becomes a piece of cake A lark, a spree It's very clear to see That a spoonful of sugar Helps the medicine go down The medicine go down Medicine go down Just a spoonful of sugar Helps the medicine go down In a most delightful way A robin feathering his nest has very little time to rest While gathering his bits of twine and twig Though quite intent in his pursuit he has a merry tune to toot He knows a song will move the job along sugar helps the medicine go down, the medicine go down, medicine go down. Just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down in a most delightful way. That fetch the nectar from the flowers to the comb, never tire of ever buzzing to and fro, because they take a little nip from every flower that they sip, and hence and hence they find they find their, their task, task is not. A
0: killed someone not yet do you think you could do you think there are circumstances where you could actually kill someone
7: depends what they did to me
0: yeah so you think there might be a situation where you could kill someone
7: yeah you know if they injured my family or something
0: raped your mum or your wife or? You know. yeah well yeah.
7: I didn't do it that time but,
0: you know. well if I raped your wife would you kill me um not immediately no if you're raped if your wife raped me would you kill her kill who your wife would you kill your wife if she raped me? You couldn't kill me if she raped me. No, I'd probably just watch. If your wife raped my wife, would you kill... No, if my wife raped your wife, would you kill my wife? No, I'd kill you, mate. you kill me for that? Yeah. So there is a situation where you could kill? Of course. Then I think it's time for the killer. The killer.
1: listening to this uh, (laughs) podcast then I'm a single I'm a single shed and there's room in this shed for two so come on down
8: Oh, uh-huh.
0: A few questions. If you were suddenly rich, how would that transform your life? Um, what difference would that make?
6: I think I can get somewhere nice to live. Buy more clothes. Nice to live, right? Go out a bit more. Not have to work so much. Yeah, go to the
0: nicest restaurants, the nicest bars. Maybe even meet the nicest people. Perhaps. <laughs> if you were rich, it would transform your life entirely, wouldn't it?
6: um Yeah, but right now I just want to get my jeans altered.
2: Oh dear Lord! You made many, many poor people. I realize, of course, it's no shame to be poor, but it's no great honor either. So what would have been so terrible if I had a small fortune? If I were a rich man. All day long I biddy a bit if' If I were a wealthy man, I wouldn't have to work out. If I were a bit rich I idle, 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 idle man i would build a big tall house with room's quite a dozen. Right in the middle of the town A fine tin roof With the real wooden floors below There would be one long staircase Just going up And one even longer coming down And one more leading nowhere Just for show I'd fill my Yard with the chicks and turkeys and geese and ducks For the town to see and hear Squawking just as noisily as they can And each love Will land like a trumpet on the ear As if to say, here lives a wealthy man If I were a rich man Yabba-dibba-dibba-dibba-dibba-dibba-dibba-dum All day long I biddy-biddy-bum If I were a wealthy man I wouldn't have to work hard Yabba-dibba-dibba-dibba-dibba-dibba-dum If I were a biddy a rich idle idle, idle, idle man I see my wife, my gold, uh, looking like a rich man's wife with a proper double chin. Supervising meals to her still delight. I see her putting on airs and strutting like a peacock. Oh, what a happy mooch is it Screaming. On the servants day and night <laughs> The most important man in town will come to phone on me They will ask me to advise them Like a Solomon the wise If you please, Rebutavia Pardon me, Rebutavia Posing problems that would cross a rabbi's eyes And it won't make one bit of difference If I answer right or wrong When you're rich, they think you really know If I were rich, I'd have the time that I like to sit in the synagogue and pray. And maybe have a seat by the eastern wall. And I discuss the holy books with the learned men seven hours every day. And that would be the sweetest of old. If I were a rich man Yabba-dibba-dibba-dibba-dibba-dibba-dibba-dum All day long I bid a bum If I were a wealthy man I oh, you wouldn't have to work yabba dibba 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 dum Who made the lion and the lamb You decreed I should be what I am Would it spoil some vast eternal plan If I were a wealthy man
0: John! It was what? Cock! What? Death! What? Sex! What? Incest What? Aphrodite. Brian. What? Street. What? Cred. What? Outfits. What? Labels. What? Identity. What? Never mind. What? Aphrodite.
9: Oh my style goes down. My style from the dark side goes down. Goes down. My style is the craziest. uh, Craziest 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 craziest, uh, craziest.
8: Yes.
9: Uh. G- g- goes there from the dark side Yeah, Drop the fuck. <laughs>
0: What English life? What English food? What English service? What relationships with Westerners? What nag nag nag? Rita? What unemployment benefit? What living in hotels? What relationships with women? What, what? fidelity? What nag nag nag?
3: Oh, yeah. I Some Pieces of the Weather. Space.
7: Look at that! Isn't it wonderful?
0: gentlemen i'd like to welcome a new guest to the show a somewhat unexpected one because uh, brian's guinea pig has become unexpectedly ill so we have trevor wilkinson um the urbane london veterinarian uh, on the show uh, trevor uh, welcome to the show thank you very much mark thank you i see you have the guinea pig parked in your lap uh, any conclusions about the you know what 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 may be making the guinea pig so sick and ill
10: Mm. it's very funny it's very funny you should say that. the thing is I, I, I've worked with guinea pigs all my life I love I love them they're um, very very expensive. I would never really uh,
8: anyway
10: to begin with I thought that there may be a problem with the guinea pigs
8: digestive <laughs> disease. <laughs> And, uh, anyway, I, I,
10: I bought some lettuce and uh, I gave it the, to the guinea pig in question, Brian's guinea pig, and it, uh, killed over and Anyway, do me a big favor, don't, please don't tell her. I am I young friend Dan, Brian and now. two couple the a couple a lovely couple different personal green and uh, <laughs> there. the guinea pig is dead And <laughs> I am to blame I am to blame for this guinea pig's imminent <laughs> departure the, guin- the guinea pig has just come alive. Its heart has started palpitating. I can feel the blood throwing for its main cortexal vessel beneath its stomach. It's lying on me flat. Its eyes look milky. They look white. Its forepaws are dripping down like a dead, sagging bug of sand. It's coming round. I can see its body now beginning <laughs> to move. It's the most interesting thing about this particular species of guinea pig is that the mother only uh, stays with the young for four days, and then they're left to fend on their own. And I'm now going to attempt to give this little sucker another bit of lettuce. Here we go. And he's taken it, and he's liking it, and I'm very pleased about
0: that. Is that a sign of life or imminent recovery?
10: It, it's a sign of complete and utter aliveness. He's alive. He's alive and there ain't no keeping him back. Oh, this
11: one's gonna, gonna survive then, yeah? This one is
10: thirteen. You remember earlier in the show, you spoke to uh, Brian. Brian talked of the 12th guinea pig, you remember? Yes. It's quite upsetting for me to talk about on the basis. I've known this gentleman for some time now. You've been taking care of the he, mishaps, he, have you? He has basically been uh, slaughtering guinea pigs by the dozen. What's it like
12: to be back?
10: You see things in life, and you'd be surprised what you see. Life, your whole life is changes. You go through changes in your life. One second, you got it made. Next second, you're down in the dumps. And it goes back and forth throughout your whole life. One second, you got the most beautiful girl in the world. Next second, you don't even have a girlfriend no more. And it goes back and forth and back and forth, you know? And this is life, man. It's changes. This is what you gotta go through throughout your whole
8: lifetime.
10: And it goes back and forth and back and forth, you know? Never, never,
8: never, 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 never land. land,
0: land, 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 land. <coughs> Brian. Yeah. Back from Never Neverland. You remember the phrase poor man shake, don't you? I do, mate. I we do. know what that means, don't we? Certainly do, mate. When we lived in Japan, we had two meanings for poor man shake. If you have a Japanese girlfriend or wife, they hate it when their husband or boyfriend shakes his knee when he's sat at the table. Vibrates his knee. You know, like uh, Englishmen do. One no, they thing. hate that. And they call it the poor man's shake because see, in Japan, the idea is that a man who shakes his knee impatiently when he's sat at a table is a man who is desperate for money. He's a man who's losing in life, right? That's right. A man who's uh, not making it. and uh, But we, we've we thought about this, haven't we? That There's another kind of poor man's shake because we used to drink a lot in Tokyo, didn't we? We did. Sometimes we drank far too much, didn't we? And the next day, we would shake, wouldn't we? We would. Not real DTs, but just shake because we, we were, our nerves were shot.
4: Pump up the pumpkin.
0: We, uh, we had both poor man shakes, really. We did, didn't we? But uh, that poor man shake, the, the one that we really know about, is the shake when you drink too much. The alcoholic's shake, because most alcoholics are poor men.
3: 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9,
5: 10. <laughs> Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 1, 2, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I've got the poor man shake I've got the poor man shake
11: Never competed with Bruce Forsyth on a Saturday evening because he's really chummy, isn't he? Really chummy, really, isn't he?
12: Isn't he nice? Isn't he? Come on, enjoy
3: yourself. Come on, Dudley. <laughs> Good Daddy on the show. Let's have a tune. Come on, <laughs> have a tune. Come on, <laughs> have a tune. <laughs> Cut
12: it. His cunt won't work. Get another one. <laughs> Never mind, Anthea! Anthea! Hello, love Anthea, come over here, yes! Oh, I can't sing and I can't dance anything else as well! <laughs> Never mind, we have some come from the audience. Hello, come from the
11: audience, yes, come in, make a fool of
6: yourself.
11: <laughs> Edit together, won't it? Oh, I'm pissing off home, thank you.
0: Brian Wilson is in a quiet vibration magic land. Magic, 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 magic. I'm a northern <laughs> wanker. I'm not eloquent about anything. What You're more eloquent than I. Am. I don't know,
6: Mark. What do you want to do? You want to do showbiz or reality? What let's do you want do, to do? Let's do. You want to do show business? That's what you want to do. No, you I want, want to do. Business. I want to do reality. Let's do some reality then. Yeah, on, cut, give me some reality. Can't, 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 can't. We're on the radio. There's no fucking reality on the radio. This cut, isn't the radio. Cut, it's cut. just a po- podcast. This is not a natural situation. Say anything you want. Give me some reality.
0: Talk to me this about reality.
6: This is not a, rea- a natural situation. You know, it's Rita, like, this is not natural. Rita,
0: you can do reality. Any if you wanted want it to be natural, you'd
6: have the fucking microphone on all the time.
0: Give me total reality yeah. right now.
6: You wouldn't edit. You guys edit. Down, Rita. No, man, you fucking edit. You pick the bits you like and you discard the bits okay. you don't like.
0: I, I'm going to give you a challenge. Or you're going to give me a challenge. Something you want to say...
6: And challenge me to not edit it. Who are you to like ask, you know, give me a challenge? I mean, that's ridiculous. Who you are you? You just said
0: I, I edit, and that, that we couldn't have reality. Who on the, the show?
6: fuck are you, man, to give me a fucking challenge? I oh. talk about what I want. I right? well, talk about. You that. don't say. Oh, I'm going to draw this out of you. I'm going to draw that out of you. Well, been, don't know, fucking right, shit right. with so, me, man. Yeah. It's that, You know what I mean? It's like, don't do that. Yeah, I, I know you. I hang way. out with you. I drink with you. Don't fucking give me that shit. You know right. what I mean? I say what I want to say, and that's so all there is to yeah. it.
7: Wouldn't it be nice if we were older? Then we wouldn't have to wait so long. And wouldn't it be nice to live together in the kind of world where we belong?
3: You know it's gonna make it that
7: much better When we can say goodnight and stay together
3: A happy times together we've been spending I wish that every kiss was ever-ending ending.
7: Ending. Oh, Wouldn't it be nice? Maybe if we think and wish and hope and pray it might come true Run, run, with Baby, then there wouldn't be a single thing we couldn't do
3: we could be married, but we could get we could be married. married, and then we'd be happy, and then we'd be happy. But wouldn't it be nice?
7: You know, it seems the more we talk about
3: it, it only
7: makes it worse to live.
0: Brian we've both felt tenderness we've both felt love do you think they all hate us now?
7: no I think they just don't
4: realise how much they love us
7: do you
0: know uh, we try to be good people but it all goes wrong doesn't it and uh, you know maybe you know all these lovely people around the world they, they all hate us now or maybe they love us more I don't know I I always want to do the right thing but I always fuck up somehow I, you know how do you feel about that do you, do you go through the same thing?
7: yeah you just can't try too hard in life because if you try too hard, things you, fall apart. Yeah. You, you you know, you, you fuck up,
0: don't you? You're human, you fuck up, but you still want to be liked, and you like people, and, and it all goes wrong, doesn't it? What do we do about this? Uh, uh just
7: have to play another song.
0: We've just got to put another track on, haven't we? we better put a really good one on now. Let's do it.
9: Seven, nine, one, two, two, take two. I think we can get a better start. Okay, uh, 79122 two, take 3 Okay all right All right we're rolling. start whenever you want to Okay That's right Now Yeah.
0: Okay, the time has come in the programme to listen to uh, the COVCAST, uh, Giles' special bulletin from Coventry. Um, we don't agree on a lot of things, but then none of us ever did. And uh, here we go. Whatever he says, by the way. <laughs>
3: hey! It's time for COVCAST!
0: Yes, hello, and
11: welcome once again to COVCAST. Lovingly brought to you, the listeners, from me, Giles, the third who Boy. I love you all. Now, for those of you who are new to the show, this is a regular weekly instalment of news and views from my admittedly lonely little studio in Coventry. Now, I've no doubt at all that uh, this highlight of the show has been unceremoniously sandwiched between two ridiculous and inappropriate musical choices made by that cunt Rathmull. No one else gets to choose the tracks for the show, you know, or the running order. It's all done by Rathmull squatting in his bloody chair, hogging the computer like some monstrous dictator, while we, his subjects, sit quietly in the background feeding from the scraps of leftover cheese that he disdainfully tosses onto the carpet. Bastard. We have to pour his drinks for him, you know. We have to massage his temples as he searches for the next track and thinks of something witty to say. Sometimes he gets his cock out and parades it around the studio. Just a show's boss. I can't stand it anymore. Which is why I've decided to record my part of the show 100 miles away in Coventry, far away from that tyrannical, wanker bastard.
8: Free Music Weekend!
11: Now, Brian, the uh, the other Who boy, emailed me yesterday and he said that he'd been having these weird dreams, vivid dreams, in which he'd made an effigy out of rathmull in red plasticine and had prostrated himself in front of it. He said, in the dream, he had felt like eating the effigy's head and then vomiting it back, recording the noises he made into a sampler for, for using a mashup track. I said to him, I didn't know what the dream meant and, and, and he should consider taking a few days off work. Poor old Brian. Any wrote, I want to play some... Have a listen to this. about that then, Hey, That was Neil Richardson and the Riviera Affair. And, in my view, infinitely better than anything Rathmull would choose to play. In fact, let's hear what he's got to say about it, eh? Oi! Rathmull! What do you want, you dreary cunt? So, what did you think of that then, eh?
0: All right, I suppose. All
11: right? Is that it? Yeah. It were all right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
11: And? Well, that's just bloody typical, isn't it? Well... Here am I sat in my lonely studio in Coventry, searching for some decent music for this fucking podcast of yours, and all you can think of to say is, it's all right. Yes, well, you we have to do a bit better Unbelievable. Now. have to do a
0: bit better next time, won't you? Anyway,
11: that's it for this week's instalment, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls.
0: Thank fuck for that.
11: And, um, well, I guess I'll see you next week, uh, no doubt heavily edited by uh, you-know-who. Not if
0: I want to do it, Ernie. Um, I'll edit you, Yep, pal. thanks for listening. I'll edit you. I'll
11: sign off now.
7: I'll edit you, Ernie i Bust- at you, to go get a little bit
8: of you. i i
7: Hello, my fellow Americans. Are you sick and tired of this limey bullshit going on? Well, kick back and get ready for some kick ass American tunage coming at ya. American rock. You can't argue with that. Especially if you're one of these limey bastards. And this one's dedicated to one of them, masturbating bitterly in Coventry. Now back to Limey Rathmel.
0: Yes, this is Limey Rathmel. I'd just like to interview Rita Says before we say goodnight, listeners. Uh, Rita Says, what did you think of the music there?
6: Um, I prefer the Iggy Pop one to that one. The eggy Pop one was really great.
0: Yes, me too, actually. I thought the uh, last track, although it was a happy birthday song for Giles and Coventry, Masturbating Italy was uh, quite a shit-track. But this is democracy, which um, America, aided by England, are um, purportedly spreading around the world. And um, I've got something to say about democracy, actually. Um, Fuck it. And I'd also like to say, fuck you, Brian Coleman, and fuck you, Giles Hearn, in the name of democracy. Free speech. Yes. You've all had free speech tonight, haven't you? Yes. Oh, bloody Rathmill dictator and everything. Yeah? Well, I'll say that uh in Yugoslavia when Tito was running business, there wasn't all that bloody bloodshed. And I would say on this podcast actually, when I'm running things and I'm being a dictator, it runs a lot better as a show. And all these podcasts are a fucking waste of time. But nevertheless, listeners keep, you know, uh logging in and uh downloading the latest podcast and enjoy yourselves. I would just like to say before I say goodnight to you, uh, unequivocally, uh, uh, unequivocally, 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 an, an I know, unequivocal goodnight <laughs> to all our listeners around the world. You're all wonderful. Giles Hearn is a cunt. Brian Coleman is a twat, and Regis says is a bastard. <laughs> he just feels better when you're not around. <laughs> just for the moment. He doesn't hate you. He feels better when you're not there. <laughs> now, you can't blame him for that, mate, can you? You can't really argue with that, can you, Dad? Brian's American. He's very sensitive.
8: <laughs>
0: the whole world hates Americans. And, and when when men punch Brian in the arm be they from Wales or Slovenia or wherever he takes it a bit personally mate his arm probably doesn't hurt but he's he's been a bit upset ever since I've had to take him to the toilet for a cuddle are you listening still Okay. you alright how are you Well, that's his um, American instincts, isn't it? He he attacked you back. You did attack him first, Sergeant. And he took it as um, a threat to national security. He was doing it in the name of terror prevention, he was doing it in the name of the war on terror. He saw you as a Welsh Muslim who was punching him on the arm and suddenly he realised he had to protect his wife and, and, and brethren against you punching him and he felt that he needed to. He was doing it in the name of freedom and democracy because you were actually, in his from his viewpoint John, you were abusing freedom and democracy on his sofa because you see For Brian, freedom and democracy has nothing to do with wine being spilled on his sofa. You see, for him, that is a religious terrorist statement, when you spill wine on his sofa. Does that make sense? I know that from you it was was a left-wing Welsh political standpoint, but that's not the way the Americans see it, mate. Do you see what I'm saying? I know, they think they're top of the tree. They're scum, the Americans. Yeah, of course. But Brian, Brian also thinks most Americans are scum. But he saw a direct threat to his apartment when you started spilling wine and punching him on the arm and then you kicked me on the side of the head. It was a very good kick, by the way. I, did
7: you study karate earlier?
0: No, no, you would have done, but I moved up really quickly because I used to study karate as well, so you only got my shoulder. I'm just pissed as well now finally when you were pissed earlier I I was sober but now I'm pissed as well so we can have a really good chat no you're alright now you're okay still at Brian's I love you too I love you too you psycho eh well you did attack him John and you threatened to you threatened to punch his lights out and you, you got him by the throat at one point do you remember that You were completely out of order, mate. You were com- you went mental. You went completely do lolly at one point. Yeah, you, no, no, John. You actually—you were—you were threatening to throw things about the flat. You were grabbing Brian. You had him by the arm. Then you had him by the throat. Then you had me by the arm. And I love you, um, which is why you know I, 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 I thought it was lovely in in a horrible sort of way, but. You were completely off your trolley, mate. You, you lost it for about uh, four minutes. You were you were, um, you were like uh, Peter Sutcliffe after ten pints of lager. Which is not the way I usually know you to be, but I love you anyway. That'll never go away. My love for you will never die. But you were off your trolley for about five minutes, mate. Well, you don't remember. You wouldn't remember. You okay now? You had me up against the fence, actually, opposite Brian's house, and you had me by the throat, and then you started punching the fence just next to my neck, and saying, "This is a bust. This is a bust." And I said, "Officer, I'm innocent. I'm innocent." And then the neighbour, um, whose garden fence it was, said, "Oh, you lot, shut the fuck up." And you went, I'm sorry, mate, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry, mate. And then you looked back at me and said, did you make a deal with Denny? And I said, look, look, I'll make a deal with anyone. Look, look, I want to work for the police. Do you remember that? Don't remember any of it, do you? That's because you were off your trolley on alcohol drink. But you were very amusing with it, but unfortunately, at some point in the night, you were also quite scary with it. (laughs) yeah a little bit you are kicking and lashing out and punching and grabbing people you abuse the um, animal what they called um, guinea pigs you did you did you know at one point you grabbed a piece of lettuce and shoved it over its head and tried to envelope its head in lettuce and then you you said get that fucking piece of shit out of my face and Chizuru gratefully took it back to the cage. It looked traumatized. And then you dropped the lettuce on the floor. And then you just got this bottle of wine, poured a glass, and then laid back and then poured it on the sofa. And then Brian got animated and then he said, "Don't you fucking pour wine on my fucking sofa, man? For fucks' fuck And then you grabbed him by the throat. And and, and Brian said, "You want to fucking go, man? You want to fucking?" And you said, "You're
2: you you're fucking threatening me, mate. You're fucking threatening me." A bloody Sherman, threatening me.
0: And then it sort of all started to go a bit wrong and I had to get in between the pair of you. And, and Brian was dragging you out of the flat and, and then shouting at you down the staircase. And then I said, Brian, leave it, mate. And I shoved Brian back in the flat and I followed you down the staircase and I got with you outside and then you grabbed me by the arm and sort of pinned me up against the wooden fence and we went through this great role play. It was really good. And, uh, you know, it upset the neighbours only once, but uh, I enjoyed the role play. I was Nicky the grass, and you were offering me a job in the police force. It was really good. Mate? Well, you know, it's life, isn't it? You just get through it. You just, you know, you... Th- no, you do but uh, you just turn the page and move on, that's what we all do, isn't it? Yeah? So we're agreed on that. What you need to do tonight is take lots of cocaine, have anal sex with um, a woman who's very submissive and then wake up at 4 o'clock tomorrow and feel very depressed And then you'll move on, you'll feel better about everything. Yeah, you'll feel way better, mate. It's worked for me anyway in the past. Right, mate. (laughs) Yeah, and remember.